first thing I did want to ask um, was I had read that before the show, I don't think it was right before the show. It might've been a couple years um, that you did a, a bike trip from uh, Washington to Washington, from Washington state oh, yeah. to DC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to ask like, how did that come about? And like, what was that like? And did that prepare you in any way, shape or form for the show? It's for, for your time on survivor. Oh, yeah, no, I think it did. And the producers were asking me about it. I remember on Marquesa, uh, you know, they, they put you in front of all the producers and the cameramen uh, mm -hmm. probably like, I don't know, a day before the game begins. And you're just sitting there and they're firing questions at you like, are you sure you're going to make it? It's really hard. And then I said, well, I biked across America, man. It was really <laughs> so hard. I said, is anybody here? And it was a huge crowd, right? Must have been 50 you know, uh, you know, just support people. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then they all went, you biked across America? I said, yeah. I said, maybe I don't look like that, but I did bike across America. So I think it did prepare me. And they were actually asking me a lot of questions about it. I said it was brutal. We had to bike, you know, some days 120 miles a day. And then we had to camp mm -hmm. out. And they uh, followed us with a, a tractor trailer for showers and food. It was brutal. And then we slept in the rain and it was very, oh. I, I, it was hard. It, you know what? You had to persevere and just deal with it. Kind of like what it was like to be on Survivor. You know, you just had to mm -hmm. deal with the, all the shit. Yeah. Was it like the quickest route or did you take a bunch of detours or? Oh, no, you know what we did? We, um, we followed the Lewis and Clark expedition trail, which was kind of cool. It was for mm. the American Lung Association. So we were um, traveling, okay. uh, from, uh, I'm sorry, Seattle, Washington to Washington, D.C. And uh, we mm. raised, uh, I think as a group of 400, 400, I think we raised about $8 million. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, it was cool. I have to tell you, there were people there biking for, like, say, somebody that died from lung cancer or mm. um, dedicating it to their mom who has asthma. And these people were riding across America, like on a mountain bike. I mean, thank God I had a cool road bike, but we all were very supportive. So there was a lot of that too, that happened on Survivor. So on this bike ride, you know, somebody blew out their tire. You just didn't leave them there to die. You would help them out. So there were some similarities mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Which was harder. Oh my God, Survivor. Yeah, good, good, good answer, good answer, good answer, good answer. Oh my god, it was really hard. I, you guys, yeah, it's it was ridiculously hard waking up every morning and being filthy, dirty, and starving. You know, people smelled, and you know, you just mm. didn't sleep. I think we must have averaged probably two and a half hours a night. It just wasn't enough oh. sleep. Well, until yeah. you got used to it, right? Uh huh. Yeah, and, and was, around around I mean, when you got used to it, yeah. I mean, there were people uh, that thought okay. they were sleeping well, but they didn't sleep well. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was actually one of the questions I had, which was like, you know, your journey on Marquesa, uh, Marquesa was amazing. It was it was like, a, you know, you really climbed quickly um, as far as, you know, being tough and sticking it out. But at the beginning, you know, a lot of people were worried about you and, and you were really emotional at the beginning. Around what time did you, you know end up becoming the great survivor and survivalist, um, you know, on the show. Yeah. Well, I remember, uh, so basically what happened was, um, you know, that particular tribe I was on, uh, mm -hmm. you know, with Leah and Pascal and the gang, 
you know, everybody went their separate ways and nobody was focused on making fire, which is normal, right? It's kind of a thing that <laughs> a survivor, everybody gets it and they go, oh my God. And so look at this and, you know, let's find coconuts and shrimp and all this stuff. And, and mm. I was trying to be the good doobie, like, shouldn't we be making fire? Cause we have no water. And I remember even the challenge director, uh, John came to us and said, look, we cannot even start this game until you build fire and you hydrate yourselves. So the the game was actually delayed for Marquesa, maybe uh, probably a day. And, you know, I mean the first challenge, I'm sorry. So, uh, so what happened was I, I got frustrated and the producer said, you're going to get voted off. Don't you think I went, that's for sure. I said, but nobody's making fire. I'm trying to be a leader, but I'm turning out to be a bitch. So I said, I guess I'm not going to make it. And when I got back from that interview, because they take you back into the jungle and interview you for like a couple hours, and they had made fire and they saved the first drink for me. Uh, I think it didn't, they didn't really explain that on the show, but there I am, you know, floored that these people I don't know saved the first drink for me, but they thought I was, you know, worried about it, which I was. I was worried about all of us because we didn't have any water or healthy water to drink. Mm -hmm. So, so then it turned right there. I was humbled. I was totally humbled and I, I wanted to help these people. And that's why we became this little love tribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I wanted to ask to bring it to Marquesas, um, or Marquesa. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure to pronounce it. I've heard, I've heard people say both ways. But... I get confused. Yeah. Marquesas. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I don't think it matters. It's French. So you can say Marquesa. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, me and Gideon have probably done about 60 podcast episodes. And if there's one constant that keeps coming up, it's our oh, debate gosh. over if season four is a good season. Um, oh, I think so it's, I think it's yeah. a great season. Oh no, we were At like, we were small potatoes. Uh, season four did not get <laughs> like really great reviews. Right. The only reason yeah. it, it kind of did well. Well, actually I have to tell you, our ratings were good. Because Survivor mm -hmm. Africa was during the whole trade tower, you know, tragedy. So yeah. the ratings went down because of 9-11. That's how long <laughs> ago it was. Good God. And so mm -hmm. when we came up, I even remember the promotions. They were making it like no food, no water, which we didn't get much food. So, but I distinctly remember, and I still have the data points, that we were getting 40 million people watching our show. And that's because it was so new, right? The whole survivor phenomena was new. So we still were getting really good ratings. Uh, but as to excitement, nah, you know, it wasn't as thrilling as, you know, later shows. The only thing yeah. I really enjoyed about it was we had some funny people on, like Sean mm -hmm. Rector, right? And, and Mariano, they were hysterical. Mm -hmm. doing the weather yeah. reporting do you remember the weather reports oh yeah yeah that's my favorite that's my favorite I, moment on the show yeah i know they were funny and the thing is they didn't show enough of the humor they were really funny guys and you know who was really funny but he wasn't funny enough on the show was lex you know i got to know lex mm -hmm. really a lot afterwards he's hysterical mm -hmm. and i said where yeah. was it on the show and he said i don't know i didn't want to play that role god the dude could do stand-up comedy <laughs> okay well, Adam, thanks for throwing me under the bus, but, um, you know, well, here's, I think here's what I'm going to say, I, I really enjoy Marquesas and the biggest reason why, like, is it like one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen? Like, I think, yeah. you know, 
it might not, you know, match up well against some of the giant seasons we've had. But yeah. the thing that I like about it so much, it was, you know, the the second and third season and and the fourth for the most for most of it kind of followed the the blueprint that Hatch laid, which was like as soon as you get in that majority alliance, it's kind of just smooth sailing from there to the end. Like we saw, um, you know, with Tina and Colby in in season two, or with Lex, Big Tom, and Ethan in, in season three. But with Marquesas, it was the first time that there was a power switch. Um, you know, yeah. that that. that that you know the kind of like the bottom people came together and and oh we did know, I, no i know i consider john being voted out i consider that personally the first ever blind side like i know there's people who got voted out that maybe didn't see it coming but as far as like someone who was like in a power position that was comfortable that had a great chance of winning and then was sent home way earlier than they would have ever expected i consider john carroll to, to be the first true blind side so i just wanted to ask like you know, what was kind of the, the thought process and like, how did that, that team of five with you and Pascal and, and, and Sean and Vesepia and, and Nalia coming together, like, you know, how did that kind of all happen? Because I think that's just such a monumental moment in Survivor history. <laughs> that's cool. So you guys, you got to remember, you know, it was only the fourth installment of the show. So when you mm -hmm. go back and look at it, the editing is slow. It's so boring. Mm -hmm compared to the editing now. But, you know, back in its day, it was hot. You know, people were going bananas over it, and they really enjoyed it. So, mm -hmm. but when I go, I, don't, I haven't watched it. I think I watched my show maybe two times after it, and, I, and it was later, like six, seven years later, and I'm going, oh, my God, this is so slow. The editing was bad. But uh, do you know what? I distinctly remember that Pascal and Leo were definitely hogging John and that that chat, they they were just right next to those guys and i was having a hard time breaking into it so uh mm -hmm. but they stayed with john and that strong five and you know they weren't playing it they were going to stick with those guys and then there was this one challenge and the, i kept telling them that we we're going to i we're all going to get burned by these people we have to get rid of them but i couldn't sway them until this coconut cutting challenge right which i thought was <laughs> a wild mental kind of funny that that really strong tribe didn't see what they were illustrating. And so it was when they had the clusters of coconuts and, you know, we had each of us had a chopping block for ourselves and, you mm -hmm. know, you take your machete and you go up and you go, well, who am I going to chop down? Right. So, mm -hmm. so obviously they didn't chop themselves down, but they chopped us down in the order that they were going to vote us out. And for some reason that resonated with Nalia and Pascal and they went, oh, we are going to get voted out. And I went, no kidding. So mm -hmm. finally, we, we all, I think uh, Pascal was first, Nalia was second, and I was third maybe on the chopping block. And there we are all sitting together and Pascal leans over to me and goes, you're right, Kathy, we're going to get voted out. So right then mm -hmm. and there, we went back and we started you know, clamoring, but not really. It wasn't that hard. And we just secretly started knocking them off. But that, mm -hmm. that was a turning point. That challenge was a, a big illustration to those guys. I don't know why they didn't see it before, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's what the challenge was designed to do. So I'm glad, you know, yeah. it actually did something that time and it was monumental for survivor. So, yeah, I, 
I've seen that challenge before, though, and it didn't really shed too much light. I know, I know, but I guess it clicked, you know, for the first time for you guys, which is great. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I don't. I, I know, like you said, I know initially Marquesas maybe didn't have the best um, reviews, and like it was kind of seen as like one of the weaker seasons for a while. But I don't know how much you follow like the the Survivor like internet community, like the Reddit community. But over the past couple years, um, Marquesas has really started to become like uh, a lot of people's like um, guilty underrated, season, yeah, like guilty pleasure, under, yeah. underrated yeah. season. Yeah, that, yeah, the the yeah. the. the, the people start to realize like, wow, that flipping Pascal and, and Aaliyah really was like the first like big move, you know, nowadays survivors yeah. all about big moves. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people nowadays that are going back and rewatching, they're like, wow, that was the first, you know, big move, the big turning points. Um, yeah. Well, I was the first one that negotiated at tribal council. Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. You were fun. ahead of your time. Game changer. It was just funny, you guys, because I remember when I was, uh, you know, you're standing there and, you know, sitting there and all the cameras are buried in darkness. All you can see is the end of their lenses at Tribal because mm -hmm. they don't want you to see the cameraman, right? So all of a sudden I shot up my hand to do the deal and I could tell some of the cameramen looked around their cameras like, what is she doing? You know, <laughs> she's raising her hand to go say something. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, kind of, uh, you know, similarly how Marquesas is kind of, you know, was seen as one of the weaker seasons for a while. And now recently it's seen as one of the, not better seasons, but as one of like a, a more underrated season. Uh, similarly, I think a lot of people um, saw the Sepia as being one of the weaker winners for a long time. And nowadays she sort of got this like boost of incredibility, I guess, as a winner. Um, yeah. So I was curious, like, how do you, obviously you voted for Nalia, but um, how did you see Busepia's win? Like, do you think she was a deserving winner? Well, you know, um, you know, it's so hard to make that decision because, you know, it, there is something about flying under the radar and being patient, right? Mm -hmm. And not wanting to win challenges because <laughs> you're just going to play low. And is that a strategy that's, you know, acceptable for this incredible game of outwitting and outsmarting and outplaying. So it's just in my world about Survivor is you got to do all three really well, right? Mm -hmm. So I I love the Sepia and I think she played a great low key game, but did she outwit us? No, <laughs> no. And did yeah. she outplay us? No, 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 no. no. The only thing she did is she was very patient. And at mm -hmm. the very end of that game, you know, you get really tired. You get sick of it. And anybody's going to admit that there are times that you just, you know, go, oh, my God, when is this going to end? And then even some of the top players in the latest shows, you can tell they're getting tired. But you can't let your guard down. And uh, so I think she deserved to win in that situation. But... Mm -hmm. uh, Outwit, outplay, outsmart. I don't know if she did all of those three. That's all. I, and I respect, I respect that you did that as a jury member, and I respect that you did it in All Stars as well, because uh, yeah. I, I think you did it then too. And uh, maybe a lot of people were surprised that you did vote for Rob, but hey, if if that's your criteria, I I I, I agree with you there. Yeah, no, he played a game, man. That was the best game. 
So I'm going to give him the vote. And, uh, you know, when it came down to Vesepia and Leah, you know, I didn't really not vote for Vesepia because she, you know, torqued me so bad. It was just trying to weigh who was really playing a smart, critical game. And I know Vesepia was really working it, thinking about it. Uh, but out of the two, I just thought at the end, Leah was crafting it a little bit harder. But mm. at the same time, you know, I remember Jeff Probe said to me, and all of us, it's the lesser of two evils, which was awful to say about them. <laughs> but, you know, anybody who plays that game, it's hard. It's hard. Mm. You know, trying trying to circumvent people's diabolical ways and trying to, you have to feel what's going on at camp. If you can't feel people's energy coming at you, you're going to lose. You are. So uh, I think Nalia and Vesepia had that ability to feel some of that negativity and what was happening in the camp. I could. Uh, some of the guys couldn't. And in the subsequent shows, a lot of them couldn't either. So they did have that ability, which is kind of... Um, you know, Vesepia worked in an office. She could sense when people, you know, were on mm -hmm. edge. Uh, and I think Nalia was just really in tune to people and, you know, how they were feeling. She could sense it. Mm -hmm. I think it's yeah. important. And then, you know, then there are people that control things like Rob. You know, he mm -hmm. just had an, a great way of convincing people. And he actually meant it when he said that, you know, he really likes somebody or he, you know, wants to take him to the end. Because I think, mm -hmm. I think in his heart of hearts, he was trying to take people to the end. But, you know, he didn't. Right. Yeah, it was tough to watch. Yeah. Um, well, I definitely couldn't go this, um, this, this chat here without asking. Um, have you uh, met, have, have, I know it was a while ago, but are things mended between you and Rob? Do you guys talk at all? Or like, how do you kind of look oh, back yeah. on, you know, his betrayal yeah. of Lex, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, for a while there, I couldn't stand it, you know? It just bothered me. It just bothered me. Mm -hmm. It just bothered mm -hmm. me how poorly we got treated on All Stars by Rob. It just didn't make sense to me. Like I said, I think in, you know, in my little speech, I said, you could have done it differently, and you still would have won. And you wouldn't have right. us all ripped up and pissed off. But, mm -hmm. you know, so be it. He didn't do it that way. He caused a big stir. So, no, we get along fine. I think we just had a Marquesa reunion Zoom. I thought it was on, on some sort of Survivor channel, and we were all yucking it up. Everything's fine. Oh, really? Oh, That's I missed, good. I missed yeah. that one. Was Rob, was Rob on it and Sean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Down? The whole Marquesa crew was on. I don't even, I don't oh. remember what it was on. So we had a great <laughs> okay. time just, like, finishing. I mean, we honest to God, we can't keep track of this stuff. But, uh, no, mm -hmm. it was really fun. Everybody was on, and we got to catch up with what was happening with each other. It was great. So, yeah. I'm talking to Rob. Yeah. I mean, we don't connect that much. I really say uh, in communication with Pascal and Lex, you know, all yeah. the people that you, you know, you love and you kind of got screwed over together. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting about that move is like at the time, I feel like most of America, that I mean, I was too young myself, but um, from what I hear, most of America kind of was in the same boat that um, as, as you and Lex were like, just felt completely like, you know, bamboozled or betrayed, whatever word you want to give, like just didn't see it coming that Rob, you know, kind of used um, his friendships as leverage to just get further. Um, what's interesting is like, 
um, at the time that was kind of seen as like this, you know, very questionable, controversial move. But um, nowadays, you know, now in like the 30s and now we're entering into the 40s, it almost seems like that sort of move is um, almost commonplace in the game. Um, well, you, have any you know, uh, 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 I got to tell you, it's a little different. You got to remember, um, after uh, Marquesa and then, uh, you know, we were just, we were just all hanging out together. It was so new. I mean, the whole mm. thing of Survivor was new. You know, CBS took really good care of us. We were going to events. I mean, we were getting flown around by nonprofits, big groups of us. So we got really mm -hmm. close. Um, that did happen, I think, in subsequent shows. But then nobody came back. Not that many people came back to do an all-star show, right? Where mm -hmm. there we are together. And Mariano and a bunch of us got really close. So mm. that was the stigma. That's what hurt. Is And it was outside the game. You know, the game stops when they move you around. It really does. You are playing the game when the challenge is over and you have to get into some sort of transportation, like boats or they have blacked out vehicles you know with the windows all mm -hmm. blacked out and they got you in a hood so at that moment in time the cameras are gone and you're not playing the game and so right then and there i uh, he did come to us in earnest he had a look in his eye like man i like this woman i think i'm falling in love with her and we said really and we could tell he meant it because we knew him so well we've been hanging out with the guy I mean, not mm -hmm. all the time, but I went to his house to a party. And so, I mean, we met in New York for, you know, a couple of times. So uh, I'm looking at Lex and I said, Jesus, I think he's really truthful. And he mm -hmm. did. He asked us to save Amber because he really wanted to meet her and hang out with her. It, it wasn't a play at all. So and we did. We, we brought her along. I mean, we thought about it. We questioned it. But um, in the end, in, it was definitely because, well, he married the girl, let's face it. And if he wasn't on the same yep. tribe with her, maybe it wouldn't have happened. So that was a request. Crazy. Uh, that was a request from a friend to friend. So there mm. would have been a better way to handle us when we came over there instead of scoffing us away. You know, mm. you know like I remember Mariana told me, because I was talking to him and I said, so what's the deal? You know, like I, I could have definitely got rid of somebody else, but we brought Amber over cause you guys really hit it off. And he goes, you know, he goes, cat, you know, everybody's practically bringing us, you know, their next born child. He said, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so then he turned his back to me and I kind of said, fuck you, buddy. I can't get over this. So, so it was hot, man. It was very hot. And that's because we were friends. So mm -hmm. I don't know how many times that really happen, happened in subsequent shows where people mm -hmm. got close and then they were on the show again and they screwed each other over. I don't know. Anyway, but it's all over. It's fine. They're married. Mm -hmm. They have children. That's more important than anything. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it if is. you guys hadn't voted out Jerry, you know, they may never have... Uh... Got married. Well, I don't think they would. I mean, there wouldn't have been a reason to hang out and, and work together to win that game. Anyway, mm. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. quite uh, that that level has is, is happened in subsequent seasons. I think you're right. I, I think um, 
but obviously we didn't get to see, you know, we don't, we don't get to see what happens uh, pregame. So to the people watching, I think some people were like, um, you know, why was it such a betrayal? But um, well, that's know, what it was. You, Seriously, you guys. I mean, yeah. that's really what it is. I mean, yeah. it really was a betrayal from that point of view. And then while yeah. we were over and we merged, you know, it's like, you know, are you going to talk to us? Come on, you know, mm. so you're going to win, but at least give us some respect. <laughs> And, uh, mm-hmm. but he was just moving around the camp. Uh, and I, I think if you really thought about it, some of the stuff he was doing, you know, he, he didn't have to do, but yeah, I mean, it ended up costing him the game. So, I mean, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. So long ago, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Whenever I, I don't know if you remember, but, um, the last time we talked, it was when I was, um, putting together the top 100 survivors. Um, and you got to talk about, um, Sepia and Lex and a couple of people you played with. Um, but at the end of it, I had asked who you thought deserved to be number one on that list. Um, and you had said Rob. Um, do you still, is that still your answer? Uh, no, not after the last show, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it was so cute. You know, he was still playing his old game and it's like, <laughs> I said, no. this season over. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't do that with winners. No. <laughs> mm. No, no, no. So, he should have had a new strategy for it, right? But it was it was great to see him being a little slower to to, to decision making. Uh, no, I don't put him there anymore. <laughs> okay, who took his? And spot? I don't know who I do. I think there's some terrific players out there uh, mm-hmm. that just know how the game works now, uh, and and uh, doesn't try to be the power player you know, mobster mafia guy, you know, trying to control people, uh, just mm-hmm. always thinking and thinking faster, you know, really thinking mm-hmm. quick witted, trying to come up with different concepts, finding those idols. is so important. Um, mm-hmm. and never letting your guard down. You, you just can't let your guard down anymore. There's mm-hmm. no place for relaxing now on those shows. Yeah. Well, what it seems like in Survivor is like, whenever a strategy has been perfected, it's like, you can't do that anymore. Cause then everyone no. knows it. You know, when yeah. you, when Rob and Amber perfected the power couple nowadays, anytime you see people that are even remotely a couple, like even if they're just flirting a little bit, it, it's gotta be broken up or like, you know, when Parvati yeah. kind of perfected the, the flirt card now, no one really goes all in on that. So it's almost kind of like, yeah. You know, Rob's strategy of being the godfather was kind of perfected with him in Redemption Island and, you know, maybe even further with Kim in um, One World. Um, but he he still uh, still kept it up. So, so in yeah, one hand, I yeah. respect him for sticking with his guns. but Well, because you never know if it's going to work again, right? You got to try it out. Yeah. But that, that again, mm-hmm. you, you know, that whole thing where you just need to feel what's going on around you, you know, by just sensing it. So, you know, and I think when he was trying to keep the players by the fire, he should have known right then and there that this wasn't working. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, anyway, yeah. So, you know, yeah. the change, it does change. And it's great. That's why the, the show is such a success, right? Because you need to come up with a new strategy. You just can't go on and do the same old thing. And it has to do with people's psyches and their intelligence. Uh, and it also comes down, you guys, to the mix of the cast, you know, the casting director mm-hmm. works this. So it's, it, it, although it's always a surprise to them, maybe, you know, the different elements, but if, if they had, if they don't specifically put different temperaments of personalities together, uh, you wouldn't be getting these great outcomes. 
I mean, that's yeah. the casting people do is really it's what it's all about. Yeah, and I'm you know every season's full of surprises, and you know if you would have told people watching season four that you would be the biggest threat to win on the last day before Final Tribal Council, they would have a hard time believing it. But no, you were. I know. No, you were the biggest threat to win. And so when you did lose that final immunity challenge, did you know you were going home without certainty? Did you know it was you? Yeah. 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 It's, I hate, I hate seasons like that. I hate it when the person I'm rooting for, the person who's the biggest threat to win, you're a robbed goddess. It's unfortunate. No, it is unfortunate. But, you know, I'm glad that at least they put it down to three players, but even then it happens in three players. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that is, that's how it gets all deflated, right? Like yeah. on our show at the very end, even we all were deflated going into final tribal and, you know, nobody was mm-hmm. really enjoying it because it was all yeah. over. Yeah. And I do, I agree with you when that happened. It happened on survivor Africa, right? You know. Well, yeah. And when- you know, I guess after a while, it's people like you that made them want to go two or three, um, you know, just because, you know, yeah. you got everybody's cheering for Lex, maybe like people want Lex to win. Then it's you. Everybody's cheering for you to win. Then you lose final because you're Rob the biggest Cassidy. threat. Rob C. Yeah. It's like all this is happening. People are getting robbed at final three. Oh, my God. It was just awful. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> so, you know, when they finally put it to three players, I went, oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah so, it yeah, was a but, yeah you know, it was a game flaw always, yeah yeah it was a game flaw uh, but you know i re- i mean they had a lot of things to learn in those first step those first series so much yeah. to learn you know but then again they spent so much money on those first series you know putting people out in china you know out in the middle of the outback that was so much money to bring the crew and the you know tents and generators we had generators too on marquesa those are things that you don't even realize you know when we got mm-hmm. on to all stars which is only the eighth season you know i'm going seriously they have electricity here they don't have generators you know we were at the end of an island and there was a restaurant on the other end in panama so and they just did it because it was just so much uh less overhead if they had actual electricity to run tribal council lights and stuff so uh, I think they went back to some of that remote filming for a couple seasons when they went to China and whatnot. But, uh, it, it, you know, I, I think we were blessed that we are in a situation where they were still trying to do it like big scale. They had helicopters flying us everywhere. I, I talked to um, cast members after that and they go, you had helicopters moving around? I said, yeah, all the time. So and they said, oh, we never had helicopters. So it, you know, I I'm happy that we got to do this kind of more remote locations, and they had to spend a lot of money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, very cool. Um, before I let you go, I have one last question for you. Um, uh, not on this channel, but on a different channel with uh, Russell and a couple other guys. We casted. Um, we did a dream cast for Survivor Legends. If season fifty was going to be Legends. Um, and we had included you on the cast. So I wanted to yeah, ask. Yeah, that's so nice. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask if you had got invited back, um, if, you, if you do get invite, invited back, uh, would you say yes? And I also wanted to ask if you got to choose your season theme to come back to, what would kind of be the best scenario? Would you want to play with other legends or would you want it to be like maybe Blood and Waters, um, you know, Third Time's a Charm, or did you not really have a, a preference? Well, I don't think blood is thicker than the water. I think that's over. I don't think you can bring that one back. 
it'd be fun to play mm-hmm. with my son because we got asked to come back at one point to do that mm-hmm. and they ditched that whole thing it's just i don't think it works i think it's that scene yeah. it's day yeah and so um and i think it'd be fun to bring all you know former players back but i just don't i don't know if it's good enough but then again this last season rocked so <laughs> yeah you gotta bring yeah. everybody back right but how much fun to throw in some really smart new players mix them in somehow so the theme would have to be something about that like these intruders right come in and foul our games up but they come in later in the game and they're just young and they're like you know goliaths they're just smart and they're huge Mm -hmm. just really big guys big you know strong women and yeah Mm -hmm. i would go back and play I think it'd be fun. And, uh, you know, I might not be as physically fit as I should be, but I would get trained. Uh, and it would be, it would mm. be delightful. I, I remember distinctly when I played it the first time, uh, you know, when you can just stay on top of your game and every day you read it instead of having a predetermined plan, you have a base plan, you know, a base mm-hmm. plan and you really want to win, but, I really enjoyed the first show when I just listened to people all day long and then made decisions based on that. That's that really does help to help you win. So mm-hmm. I would love to do that again. Okay. We'd love to see you back. Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, hope it happens. Anyway, this happens. has been fun, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's always great to have um, past contestants, especially some of our favorites, to come on the show. Um, so yeah, everyone that's watching nice this, too. yeah, of course, everyone watching this, be sure to subscribe. We have more um, past contestants coming on uh, in the future. Kathy, thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. See you later. See ya. Bye.